0: Across the vastness of reality, a limitless number of existences play over infinite possibilities.
1: These are the fragments captured in our rudimentary observation. Welcome to the Omniverse.
2: So after checking out the greenhouse cave and having some interesting discussions and finding out some maybe puzzling things about the current situation, uh, Essain came back and uh, leads you back down the tunnel towards the main cavern where over the past I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes since uh, he first kind of put the, the word in to have the feast being prepared uh, the sort of central square area has had some tables set out and stuff like that. And, and all of the village, or certainly at least uh, apparently the most prominent people there have, have all been gathered. And, uh, you are led to seats at the table of prominence where Essayn and a couple of, um, cloaked Individuals with the uh, leaf symbol are seated, um, but you also see some, some others that uh, are at other places with that symbol. So it's not just the, the guardians that are, that are at the table with you. They are elsewhere as well. And things get started. Some plates and, and so forth are, are brought around. And there is drink as well, um, mostly water, but it looks like they broke out their equivalent of ale or weak beer um as well and uh the one thing that you notice is is that the the vast majority of the food that's being served here is all plant-based it's all vegetable but uh not sort of as as definitely as the as the sort of initial course is, is all is all plant with a, a heavy emphasis on the, the same sort of melons that you had eaten and, and seen elsewhere. Um, it does sort of appear to be the the kind of the staple crop. But one thing as well that is brought out, and this actually gets quite a bit of suppressed excitement from the, the assembled uh, villagers, is it looks like they have cracked open one of the beetles and are actually serving the meat inside as well as uh, as part of what's going on if anybody wishes to take part of that and i see a face there from jara <laughs> <laughs> no that's
1: not that's not jara's face that's just kim's face <laughs> i think jara probably would uh, would help herself to some beetle probably
3: yeah got to be polite yeah. <laughs> see i i am afraid that eating the food has messed with their heads so i think that i am basically sleight of handing my way through dinner so that it seems like I'm eating and I'm not
2: roll up uh, pick pockets for me to represent your, your sleight of hand attempts at uh, masking your actual consumption.
3: I'm going to use a point of karma as well. Please 20.
2: All right. Uh, you don't have any trouble. It appears misdirecting the uh, attention so that you can drop food down onto the ground or, uh, sort of wave off. Oh, because I, I am but a small windling. I I don't really eat that much. <laughs> uh, so you so you are. It's just all going on to Jara's plate. <laughs> you are able to get away with it during the course of the feast.
0: Cool. So my initial intent when we were walking through town, I was thinking about like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna see all these people. We're gonna have a gathering, and I want to tell them a story to get them excited about going out and seeing the world, like. Essentially, like uh, mechanically using like a motion song to get them jazzed about like, oh, hey, there's a a, a big, bright, beautiful world out there and we're going to go see it. Okay. So how has that changed now? Like, do I still have that? That was, you know, my, my thought walking in. Do I still feel like sharing that song with them?
2: Hmm. It's an interesting question,
0: and it's not one I would have I would have brought up, except for the fact that, like in character, I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is what I'm totally gonna do." It's I'm excited about this, um, but now I don't know if that impulse is still there.
2: Yes, that impulse is still there.
0: Okay, so yeah, then at some point during the hors d'oeuvres, I guess we'll call them, I will get up and get out my instrument and start to play and sing them this song about about travel and exploration and. Just the getting an opportunity to see the world outside of your of your care and try to imbue them with that.
2: Okay. Go ahead and roll emotion song then.
0: I even spent karma seven.
2: Oh nice. no.
0: That was a D ten, a D eight, <laughs> and a D six.
2: Okay. Um so you start performing the way that you had sort of initially intended when you were coming down here, but your heart doesn't really seem to be in it.
0: I somehow start singing their, like, care anthem. <laughs> <laughs> their, their fight song. The others of
2: you, yeah, Kanath seems to maybe be a, a little bit off his game in some respects. Like, I mean, the performance is technically fine, but it doesn't quite seem to to have the spark, and it certainly does not seem to be affecting the, the villagers the way that you would normally expect given his... Uh, ability to um sway the emotions of crowds when he is uh, performing and dedicating his magical craft to that end. So so for those of you who are already suspicious here is a little bit more that that seems maybe maybe a little bit off. The crowd is appreciative, but it certainly does not seem like they are being driven to be e- excited or or encouraged to uh, re- return to or to venture to the surface for, for them for the first time. Kanath, your reaction to that is after sort of initially being a little bit, huh, that's weird. It's kind of like, oh, oh, well, you know, everybody has an off day.
0: Yeah.
4: I think it's maybe even during this song that I am kind of whispering to Pokey, like just kind of opening this up. Like, Is, is this odd? This is odd, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking odd. I said so.
4: Yeah, but I don't know. It just didn't really stick until now like something is off
3: yeah have you ever heard him play a song so shitty <laughs> <laughs> like don't get me wrong by by normal metrics it's still a pretty good song but from him like have you ever heard anything that bad come out of him that uninspired no you're right you're no. absolutely right never have you ever seen Jara display passion about anybody's hometown or their care or whatever no she's like oh yeah this place is great i've never heard her lord anyone's anywhere
4: yeah you're you're hitting all of these how do you feel? Fine, but I'm not eating the food. As I like have a <laughs> fork
3: full of beetle. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, I didn't know how to like signal it. You're not as good with your, with your sneaky hands as I am, so. Oh no, I'd have, I'd have fumbled that for sure. But hey, make a note of this, this conversation right now in your mind. And then later, if you decide otherwise, maybe you can connect the dots and realize like, oh yeah, this is weird. I don't think this is my actual thought.
4: All right. And we have to call each other if the other starts acting funny like they do. Absolutely. All right.
2: And so Knoth's song comes to an end and there is polite, appreciative uh, applause. And then um, a Saiyan stands up and says, you have been so kind as to offer us a, a bit of your uh, your music to us let us share a, a a tale from our own uh history where we can uh demonstrate and he calls out some stuff in in the uh kears native language and um a group from from kind of the the edge of the the crowd a group of five um young people um come out into sort of the the little open area and start um, you know, one of them sits down with a, a kind of a, a drum and starts beating out a, uh, a, a rhythm and the other four start doing this semi elaborate dance that, um, you know, basically ap- appears to depict um, some kind of, of performance or story or, or something uh, along those lines.
0: I'm taking notes on it as they do it. <laughs>
4: nice.
2: And uh Essayne kind of leans over and says, "This uh, depicts the uh, the the discussions, the debates uh, among the the founders of Fonsor back uh, before the scourge about uh, what uh, they would do to uh, perhaps uh, pay for the the Theron rights that would allow them to protect themselves and their families during the the scourge," uh, and it is a a great. Uh, tragedy, but uh, as I understand, many places did uh, required the the sale of uh, some of their uh, family members into uh, Theron bondage in order to allow the, the rest to to live. And you can sort of see the stylized kind of like art like you know dramatic sort of dancey you know argument back and forth, and you know one cast out and and stuff like that. Um, and it's interesting you may be kind of having a a little bit of trouble following it um and then um after you know this has been going on for a few minutes um there is one of the um dancers a uh, a human uh sorry a dwarf boy uh maybe about 18 or 19 um stumbles and falls and there's kind of a collective (gasps) from the from the the crowd and he kind of like picks himself up and is looking around kind of a, a little bit um s- startled and they kind of reset and, and start back up again. And then another few moments later, he stumbles and falls again and there is a much bigger like reaction to this and the drumming stops and there's just silence everybody's just kind of watching and like everybody kind of looks to a and he says something in the language that sounds kind of disappointed um and not you know and whatnot and there is kind of a a moment of silence and everybody kind of solemnly bows their heads and the boy's reaction is is one of gradually growing fear
3: i want to fly down next to the kid and i don't i don't speak what he speaks i don't think right like they are speaking their own native language
2: you've been able to sort of get the the tone of it but the the substance you have is completely lost on you
3: Uh, okay. I just want to go down to the kid and like, while he's on the ground, I want to lay down on the ground next to him and then teach him how to do a kip up. I'm hoping like I want to turn his mistake into an opportunity to do a cool dance move. Like, it seems like everybody's way more upset about this than I think they have any reason to be. So I want to go insert myself in this situation and try and diffuse it and, and teach him how to do something cool so that hopefully everybody just chills out.
2: Go ahead and make a dexterity test for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> your wing has gotten in the way, didn't they? That's a one.
1: You forgot to bring like your little piece of cardboard with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right.
2: Roll a uh, charisma test for me as well. Two. Okay, so I'm gonna gonna oh. gonna rewind slightly here to to take this into the development of the scene um, that the the initial sort of stumble and fall and the reaction that's that's what prompts you to go and try and make it better, but you make it worse. Like as he's trying to reset, you go in and, and try and sort of help out and just kind of make things better. And that actually brings a, a little bit of sharper words from, um, Isain. And he makes a, a motion and a couple of the, the, the guardians, um, in the, the, the pinned cloaks, uh, come over and, um, each of them take, uh, the boy by an arm. So there are two of them that are flanking him and, um. You know, and again, like the, the sort of fear and he's almost like kind of trembling in place, but not saying anything. And Essayne, uh, again, says something that sounds kind of paternal, but like disappointed and whatnot. And then the guardians kind of start escorting him out of the, uh, out of the, the square.
1: Uh, Essene, uh what is this? What is happening?
2: He has em- us uh, tremendously this is a very important moment and a very important performance for us not just because it is presented for you but because it is the the representation of our origins uh, as as fonsor and so uh he is required as part of our way to uh he he is he is being taken care of. There is nothing to to concern yourselves with here. Please and and enjoy.
0: As a performer, um, seeing this kid get led away by what seemed like guards, um, I want to again kind of try to get a sense from a sane of like what is his emotional state right now, like being embarrassed and a child learning like this is not how you uh, w- would get them to continue down the path of the arts. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, so, yeah, um, go ahead and, and roll. I think
0: I'm just trying to, like, kind of dip into his emotional state as he is answering Jara. absolutely. Uh, 16.
2: He is embarrassed and sad a little bit and, and disappointed, but he is also concealing something you're not sure what.
0: Well, now, hold on just a minute. There's no need for all of this. We, as performers... I understand the importance of of history and lore and the sharing of it, but removing this child from the telling of this story, you're only going to create more stage fright the next time it has to be performed. I would be more than happy to work with the child, I've been taking notes on the dance, but this is a, a moment that will go down in your history, the moment where your care was open to the world... You don't want to have someone, part of your society, miss this event. You're going to rob them of something you've all been waiting for for hundreds, if not thousands of years.
2: I appreciate your concern, but understand that your ways, these practices that you have, are not our ways. And we each here in our community to survive and to contribute must give and fulfill the role that is laid out for us, that is, that is ours, just as it is my role to, to lead these people and to con, and to guide them in the desires and, and, and meeting the expectations of Jasper. That when one does not contribute the way that they are supposed to, they contribute in other ways.
0: I think at this, I look over at. Pokey and just a little bit of a you know yes that, that's fair I totally understand that and kind of giving Pokey a, a, just a slight glance sideways towards the direction they're leading the child.
3: Okay I'm where everybody's looking aren't I?
2: Sort of nobody is looking at you the the at the moment the focus sort of seems to be on the exchange between Essane and um, Kanaf. so if you kind of wanted to take the, the opportunity to try and Like slip aside or something?
3: Yeah. While everybody is distracted, I want to try and kind of dissolve into the shadows.
0: Go
2: ahead and and roll Stealthy Stride for me.
0: I feel like this is a maneuver we have done before. So knowing that they are going to try and sneak away, I will make the conversation even more about the two of us here so that people don't just start to wander their eyes away.
2: Sure. Go ahead and and make your roll there, uh, Pokey.
3: I'm going to spend another karma. Okey doke. 10.
2: Okay, that's that's not bad.
3: Yeah, but I got ones on two of Ooh. my dice. <sighs> oh my god. So bad.
2: You think you've managed to slip away, and I imagine you're going to be following the the guards and the boy? Yeah. The guards start leading the boy in the direction of the greenhouse cave.
3: Somehow I suspected this might be the case.
0: I wish everyone could have just seen my, Tass, Jake, and Kim's face at that (laughs) sentence.
3: (laughs) I will keep following at a healthy distance so as to not be noticed, but I want to... Stay with him until I see where this kid ends
2: up. Initially, the the boy is kind of just going along with them head down somewhat resignedly, um, but as they approach the entrance to the greenhouse cave, he starts to get uh, a little bit more agitated and go ahead and uh, pokey roll an awareness test for me. 12. So the boy starts getting a little bit more agitated as you get closer and closer to the entrance to the greenhouse cave. And the other thing that you notice um, being a little bit behind is that the some of the beetles appear to have been sort of moving into a position where they are like kind of encircling and following this group as they head towards the cave entrance. How many beetles? Uh, Probably about half a dozen. God. It's okay. They're only big enough for you to ride. <laughs> and the guards escort the boy to the the tunnel entrance and they let go of his arms and kind of prod him in the back. And he staggers forward a couple of steps and then stops and, and looks back at them. And you can see kind of wet tracks um, on his cheeks from where he has been perhaps kind of quietly crying as they've been escorting him away and then the beetles kind of move in a little bit more closely and he apparently notices them for the first time and kind of draws back and they kind of gradually sort of hem him in and herd him into the 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 tunnel of the um the greenhouse cave and the guards just kind of stand there for a few moments and when the beetles and he are out of sight they turn and start walking back towards the community
3: okay so As the beetles are starting to hem him in, I want to kind of fly up to ceiling level. Okay. And then wait for the guards to turn around and go underneath me. Sure. So that I can proceed into the greenhouse cave. Um, Where does it seem like the beetles are steering him?
2: Once the guards are gone, you duck in and continue in the the tunnel following? Yes. So you follow them in. The beetles are... Hurting the, the boy, um, kind of up the slope, following one of the, the, the paths up towards the, uh, the tree. And you notice that the sort of lights and whatnot, the, the glowing bits of the tree kind of get a little bit brighter and start kind of making like a little design or pattern or fluctuating a, a little bit more. And after a, a few moments, the, the boy who was again, like kind of agitated, but being hurted by the, the plant kind of looks up at the tree and then just kind of relaxes and then starts to just kind of like sits down and then kind of lays down in the creeping vegetation and the beetles start withdrawing from hurting him.
3: Oh, well, I think I missed my window.
2: Is there something that you, that you wanted to, to know, int-
3: I was waiting. I was waiting. Like, I didn't know I was waiting to see something that would lead me to be like, Oh, I need to intervene now. And I didn't see okay. it. And so, I mean, now
2: like- Like that was not what you expected to happen.
3: Not at all. So if the Beatles, once they turn around and start to leave, I do, I want to go land near the kid and see like if he's comatose, like just be like, hey, hey man, how you doing? What, uh, what just happened? You seemed real agitated. Now you're not.
2: All right. Go ahead and make an awareness test for me. Nine. So you flitter down. Uh, and, um, start talking sort of as you're getting closer. And when you get closer to the, the boy, you notice that the vines and vegetation that he has laid down in have started to like visibly move and start to like wrap around him and start to cover him up.
3: Oh yeah. I want to drag him away from that.
2: And roll initiative for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, <God. laughs> Seven. Okay, you will not be subject to the penalties from surprise, but when you get down to the the kid and you start seeing this movement, you go to start pulling him away, one of the melons that's near you suddenly opens up like a mouth and bites at you. Oh
1: god, what was I eating? What's
2: your physical defense?
3: Oh, you know, good enough. Uh, 13.
2: Okay, uh... It rolled a 17 on its attack test to bite you. So it would hit. Do you wish to attempt to avoid blow?
3: Uh, Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, no. oh, oh. double explosion. 21. <laughs> okay. So you see the, you sense the movement, your, your thief magic kicks in and you sense the ambush sort of out of the corner of your eye and the jaws of this thing. And it looks like. The teeth, for lack of a better term, are kind of like little bits of, of root or tendril or whatever that are, that are coming out of it, clamps on empty air. At this same moment, um, Kanath and Jara here in your head, and it seems like a lot of other people in the village as well have, have react to whatever it is. Um, and it's basically a cry of intruder. and so siobhan you don't hear that but you see a lot of people suddenly react as if they heard some kind of yell
3: and siobhan's just slurping down noodles like what what's going on (laughs)
2: including kanath and jara
0: what is everybody doing in the room once they hear that
2: most of the villagers like the reaction seems to be panic fear uncertainty as sane looks around and then like, looks at the three of you that are still there and has a very angry expression uh, on his face and says, so your friend is throwing away our hospitality, poking where he should not and interfering in things that are beyond his understanding. Well, his name's
4: Pokey, isn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> and he makes a gesture and a couple of guards basically turn and start moving off in the direction that uh, the boy and pokey went a couple of minutes ago
0: oh I'm gonna yell after those two guards that are leaving because I know I sent pokey in that direction um, so I'm gonna try to draw the guards attention back to me uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my sword out and like get to the middle of where the dance space was uh, I'm gonna start taunting them to try to get them to turn back around
2: okay. Uh, Jara and Siobhan, are you going to be doing anything here at this moment?
4: Don't even know where to begin.
1: (laughs) Excellent. I mean, I feel like, like my, my impulse would be to start heading towards the greenhouse, but I kind of want to see sort of how this with a Knoth resolves.
2: Okay. Go ahead then, Knoth, and, uh, you have Taunt? I do. Okay, go ahead and, and roll that for me then. Nine. Okay. They do kind of pause and look back at you. Again, you sort of have that thought that enters your mind of, why don't you help them?
0: Is there any way that I can try to resist that, knowing that it's pokey that they're going to go after? Yeah.
2: If you go ahead and roll me a willpower test.
0: That's what I was afraid you were going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Six which is very high On the die I have (laughs) Available to me
2: well You'll at least go along with them to make Sure that they don't do anything to your friend That's that's gonna be a problem
0: That's fair oh you know what You're right let's go check it out they could be up to no good. It was more so of a uh, yep, Let's just go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go too. I'm gonna follow Kanaf.
4: I yeah. I have that just bad taste in my mouth, kind of seeing what's going on here. But I think if I just go along with this, I'll at least be in a position to help. So I think I just am like nodding and and um, apologizing to a sane, just. Oh, I don't know. Pokey likes to get into things. Uh, I'll, I'll come along and, and make sure that they're all right. I, I do apologize.
2: Okay. Pokey, flashing back to you. So with that initial sort of missed snap by the jaw melon thing. Don't like that. What What is it that you are going to do?
3: <laughs> I mean, the first thing I want to do is yank the kid out of all the vines that he's being swallowed up by.
2: So go ahead and make a strength test for me. <laughs> aren't you like 20 inches tall
3: (laughs) precisely 20 inches tall and 15 pounds i'll give you i'll give you one guess what my strength die is
0: it's not a d4 is it
3: no it's not quite that bad okay i rolled a one
2: (laughs) um yeah this kid is fairly well entangled by these vines and he doesn't look like he's struggling or doing anything to help get loose can i try to cut the vines uh, sure. Um, we'll go ahead and, uh, roll another initiative for me.
3: Okie dokie. Four.
2: All right. So, uh, the, because you're still down on ground level, the, the, um, melon thing is going to be trying to, uh, take another bite of you. Okay. Uh, that is only a three. So now that you're aware of it, uh, you are able to avoid its attack, uh, fairly nicely. All right, Pokey, what is your mystic defense? Nine. Okay. Um, one of the uh branches of the tree in the center, which at this point is like about 15 yards away from you or so, um, like whips into action and kind of snaps almost like a whip at you. And this like eight inch long length of wood comes hurtling through the air at you, but you manage to avoid it, uh, actually making any impact. Oh, um, and so it is around to you.
3: Uh, okay. I want to slice through the vines or tendrils or branches or whatever that are holding onto the kid.
2: Go ahead and make a, um, melee weapons test for me. 12. Uh, go ahead and roll a, damage test six all right you start cutting away but these things are tough and are like fighting your efforts to do damage to them you are starting to like you are starting to to cut away but you're you're just a little windling with a small blade true are the rest of you just kind of hurrying along with the guards Uh, how many guards are coming Uh, there are only two of them with you currently yeah i think for the moment still just
4: following then
2: Okay, Pokey, back to you. What are you going to be trying to do anything different or to keep uh, cutting, trying to cut the kid loose?
3: I think I got to keep trying to cut the kid loose. Like, I don't like this melon trying to bite me a lot, but I don't know how long before kid cannot be saved anymore. So I don't want to be like, I'll get back to you because it might be
2: too late. Sure. Okay. Um, Then give me another uh, initiative roll. Three. All right, another shaft of wood comes flying at you. Uh, Eight points of damage before your armor, so reduce that.
3: And that's the mystic armor?
2: Uh, No, this is physical armor. It's a a physical piece of wood that is hitting you, so it is reduced by your physical armor.
3: Uh, Okay, so I reduce by three.
2: And um, when it hits you, it actually... Um, kind of breaks into little vines that wrap around you as well uh, so that you are harried, which means that you take a minus two penalty to your attempts to do stuff. Um, and then the um, melon thing is uh, trying to bite you again. Um, I think a five, even with you being harried, is still not enough to beat your physical defense. Correct. Yeah, a Harried's only a minus two. Okay. So it tries to bite you, but you're small and quick and able to keep out of the way of it. Um that was its action, so it's back around to you.
3: Um so Harried is a minus two, and that's to my defense numbers. And then is it also to my like action steps?
2: Also to your action steps, yes.
3: Okay, I'm gonna keep going at these vines. Okay. Twenty-eight.
2: Uh that is very good. Um that is that's three extra successes. So go ahead and add um plus 6 to your damage for the purposes of trying to cut through this thing.
3: God. Oh, a d12 plus 2d8 equals
2: 8. Oh no. <laughs> All right, so there was that. Okay, at this point the 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 group of you making your way, you are at the uh entrance to the greenhouse cave. Um, so at the rate you're going next round, you'll sort of be in it. Anyone who kind of wants to pay attention, the beetle activity and the corrals and stuff in this area as you are going through is, um, a little bit, um, they're, they're all kind of like agitated and, and moving around pretty heavily and stuff like that. Do any of you wish to do anything? Other than c- just continue moving through.
4: Yeah, I I just think that I am hell bent on getting to pokey. Yeah. Yeah,
1: same.
2: Okay, so we're we're back to pokey. We're gonna continue doing what we've been doing here. Yeah. Okay. Um, reduce your. Make sure you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you are oh. you are still sort of tangled up in the vines that that were shot at you last round.
3: That's still, I think, the best initiative roll I've had so far. That's a six.
2: Um, An eight, I don't believe, is enough to beat your mystic defense. Is
3: my mystic defense also lowered by the vines?
2: Oh, yeah. Actually, it would be. Then it is. Okay. A magical force touches your mind, and you forget what you were trying to do. All right. So you you can make a willpower test to try and shake off the effects of the spell that has hit you. Yeah, please yep
3: four <laughs> that is not enough Alrighty then
2: um yeah you're not you don't remember specifically what it is that you were trying to do or why you've got the blade in your hand and there's like lots of plants around and stuff but I don't know. You're just sort of like puzzled and basically lose your uh, action for the round, and the the tendrils, the vines from the thing that was shot at you, kind of loosen and fall away. Okay. Um, all right. And then the rest of you come into come down the tunnel and into the cave, and you see the tree, and down on the slope, maybe about halfway between the entrance and. Uh, where the tree is kind of at the top and the tree, like I mentioned earlier, has the sort of like lighting pattern that's kind of changing around and, and whatnot. Uh, Pokey is down there at ground level with their sword out, looking a little puzzled and on the ground next to him is kind of a humanoid shaped figure wrapped up in vines and, branches and leaves and stuff
0: can i try to figure out if is that the kid that humanoid shape make
2: an awareness test anybody who wants to try and
0: figure sure. that out can go ahead and roll 11 6 7 khanath you think that it's like oh i think that that's the child they let away there that clump of vines and tangle
4: oh hell no and i'm gonna make my way up the hill
2: all right, uh, so Siobhan, Kanath, and Jara, go ahead and each roll awareness tests for me, a fresh one. 16. Oh, very nice.
4: 12.
2: 18. So Siobhan starts charging up the, um, the, the slope, and our kanath and jara what are you gonna do are you following or staying put what uh
0: what are the two guards doing
2: um the guards have stopped down at the bottom and appear to be watching things unfold at the moment
0: okay then yeah i will follow
1: yeah i'll follow too
2: okay
0: so go ahead
2: and i'll have everybody roll initiative
3: Oh, and the vines fell away, right? I'm yes, back you are up no to-
2: longer harried.
4: Yes,
3: Pokey got a seven. A three for Siobhan. Six.
1: Also six.
2: So Jara and Kanath, as you are heading up the slope, you hear the 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 voice in your head again. Again, this one being the very clearly like sort of snarly um, interlopers. They are mine. And then. Um, basically from out of the undergrowth that you are striv- striding through as you make your way up towards Pokey and the boy, um, you are each grabbed and snapped at by one of these pod mouth bitey things.
0: Oh God, we were eating these earlier.
2: Uh, so we'll have, um, uh, Siobhan, since I think Siobhan would have been sort of taking the lead, we'll have you first. What's your physical defense?
4: Nine.
2: Uh, that is a hit. With an 11. Uh, and that is four damage before your armor. I don't know that that even gets through it, actually.
4: It does not. I will take that hit.
2: All right, Kanath, a 10.
0: Uh, it is 10.
2: So your physical defense is a 10. That does hit.
0: I'm going to try to avoid blow. 17.
2: Uh, you successfully avoid. You dodge out of the way of the snapping maw. And Jara. A seven, I don't think, will beat your physical defense.
1: Not good enough.
2: All right. So you kind of dodge out of the way of the snapping melon jaw things think of like uh if you've seen um little shop of horrors
1: yes every time you describe yeah. these i hate them more
2: <laughs> excellent <laughs> um and one of them like kind of like a like a vine has kind of pulled it up and is weaving around pokey kind of like a, a snake like hypnotizing its prey um, and it's uh we're down to pokey at seven Um, uh, you can go ahead and try. You're still affected by this, but you can roll willpower again, but with a plus five bonus because we are sort of technically in combat.
3: Double explosion. There you go. Uh, 23.
2: Oh yeah. You remember what you were trying to do. Uh, this kid is wrapped (laughs) up in vines and oh, look, your friends are here. And oh, there's that like pod thing that's been trying to bite you. And oh yeah, this isn't good. What are you going to do?
3: Uh, first, I'm going to address my friends. Hey, the uh, the tree's trying to eat this kid, and uh, pods are trying to eat me, and it looks like they might be trying to eat you as well, so uh, just be careful. And then I'm going to try and chop them out of the stupid vines again.
2: <laughs> okay, go ahead and, and make your uh, melee weapons test. You are not harried or anything, so normal roll. 13. Uh, that is successful, uh, so roll normal damage. You didn't get any bonus successes from the roll. Fourteen. Nice. That is enough to actually cause a wound. So you cut through, you actually, uh, sever a couple of the, uh, of the, the vines, um, and actually have, have loosened things up enough that looks like the, the kid is now loose. Uh, we are on six now. Kanath and Jara are both at six. Um, so you notice that uh, Pokey has been basically cutting away at the vines and plants that appear to be wrapped around the boy.
0: Uh, I think I'll run up the the rest of the way up and, and try to help cut away as well.
2: Okay. It looks like actually Pokey has managed to cut away enough that the kid is loose. Although he's just kind of lying there um, on the ground without any, like, doesn't look like he's been helping out or really reacting to what's been going on.
0: Okay. Uh, then I will try to pull him out.
2: Okay. Uh, Go ahead and make a strength test for me.
0: Uh, That's a two. Uh,
2: You grab a hold and kind of have to lean back a little bit and kind of put your weight into. He's not helping get up at all. So it's like it's like trying to move a
0: body. Uh, This kid's sandbagging me. (laughs) (laughs) Jara.
1: I think I want to take a look at this boy. He's he's comatose. Is there a reason why I might think that he's magically uh, sort of unconscious in this way? Because I would like to try to suppress curse and see if I could maybe undo a negative magical effect.
2: Go ahead and roll that effect. Sure.
1: Okay. Uh, 14.
2: 14. Very nice. Uh, so you reach out and channeling the defensive magics of your discipline uh, into the, uh, the boy. You actually feel some uh, something give way. Beneath your the extension of, of your will and the boy c- seems to sort of come out of whatever stupor he was in and um, looks around and sees your collective worried faces and the snapping jaws of the melon beasts and everything else and just starts like screaming and panicking and getting to his feet and kind of flailing and fighting whatever kind of um, stuff is going on. Uh, and Siobhan, you are on three.
4: Okay. I'm. I'm going to ask something here for just a little bit of overall spatial clarification to see if I picked the right spell here. Um, (laughs) um, as far as where we're at compared to, you know, this hill coming up and the guards below us, Mm -hmm. do I feel like it would behoove me at all to lay down an icy surface between us and them? Or is this open enough that they would just be like, I'm going to walk around that and come to you?
2: <laughs> they would be able to walk around it and get to you if that's what they wanted to do, but it would delay them because they'd have to to go to, if they wanted to avoid stepping on it, to actually like skirt around it. Like It would delay them arriving if they were to charge and, and fight you. It would delay them arriving probably by a round.
4: Then I think it's worth it with a, what we have to do next. I think I turn around and Give them a
2: little wink and blow out my breath. So go ahead and just make a spellcasting test. Okay.
4: And uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and throw in a karma for the heck of it.
2: And even with that 13... Uh, what's the target number? Uh, just six. Just six. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. So you successfully cast the spell. So, um, Siobhan basically crouches down and breathes out sort of just above ground level. And this sheet of ice, and you've seen this before, this sheet of ice just kind of spreads out from, uh, where she is kind of coating over the plants and frosting things over and making the, the hillside, uh, very, Slippery, and you know from experience that um, anybody who tries to cross it will have a difficult time. Basically sort of fills the space between you and the the guards that are still down at the bottom of the slope. And that was everybody's action for the round, so we will go into the next round with fresh initiative rolls. Initiative explodes too? It absolutely does.
4: 27. Oh my gosh.
2: Kanath? 10. Jara? 6. Pokey seven. All right. Well, Siobhan is first with a 27 shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I think I want to tap Pokey and cast air armor.
2: Okay, great. Go ahead and make a spell casting test. Uh, that's another 27. Very nice. Um, so that is definitely successful. Uh, so Pokey, you now have plus three to your physical armor. As a sort of cushion of air uh, fills up the space between your um, armor and yourself. Uh, What's the normal duration on that? Uh, Rank plus five. So I do believe that's 10 rounds. Your uh, spell casting is a uh, rank five. That's right. Okay. Um, What is your normal mystic defense, Pokey? Nine. Okay. And you got a 27. So you got three extra successes. And I think extra each additional success adds an additional two rounds to the duration. So it's actually going to last sixteen rounds. Effectively, hopefully, the the entire combat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Knoth is next at ten.
0: So seeing the plants attack, I want to turn around and examine the tree to see if there's anything on it. Like it's it's wood and bark.
2: You so you just want to make an awareness test then to kind of examine to see it, see like
0: if anything seems particularly squishy or pulpy as opposed to like hard and bark okay sure go ahead and roll awareness
3: aim for the eyes the mouth it's vulnerable spots
0: (laughs) 11 it's a
2: tree chop it down maybe yeah or set it on fire or like how do you fight a tree?
0: Got to make a rudimentary lathe. <laughs> um,
2: you still have a, an action if you want to do something else.
0: Yeah, I think I want to take a couple steps closer to it and swing my sword down on one of the roots.
2: So you're going to attack the, uh, the, the tree itself? Yeah. Okay, nope, that's fine. So go ahead and make a uh, melee weapons test for me. 13. Uh, that is a hit. Uh, not enough to do any bonus damage, but go ahead and roll for your weapon. 12. your sword does bite in a little bit and you hear uh and jara as well and it looks like the the guards coming up the slope also kind of react to a little bit of a cry of pain from the thing in your head listen
0: i don't know terribly much about the passions i've never encountered one specifically but i'm almost positive that's not the voice of Jasper
2: all right and the pod monsters are trying to bite you all on nine so they're up Um, Siobhan, Mm -hmm. a six, I don't think will beat your physical defense. It does not. Uh, Kanath, an eight will not beat yours. Correct. Jara, that's a four. Oh no. And Pokey, that's a four. All right. Whatever these things are, they're not having much luck actually trying to, to, to connect with you at all. So, Pokey, you are up on seven. The, uh, the, the kid, at this point, the kid is loose and- Making, trying to make his way down the slope.
3: Hey, Siobhan, would you mind terribly uh, just setting this whole tree on fire, please? It's your earliest convenience. Oh, that's definitely the plan. Thank you. And uh, I want to try and stab one of the pod monsters to death.
2: The same one that's been trying to bite at you? Oh,
3: yeah, that would feel very good to me. And can I fly up and down strike sure. it,
2: please? You have to successfully hit first, so roll your melee weapons. Eight? An eight is actually not enough to hit. Ah... Uh. Jara, you are up at six.
1: All right. You best believe I'm going to be making like a lumberjack and taking a swing at this tree. All right. Um, And I think I'm actually, I'm going to use some karma. I really want to hurt this tree.
2: Karma point on the attack test. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's an extra D6. An extra
2: D6. Yeah. Okay. 16. Uh, 16 is enough, in fact, to get an extra success on the attack, so you will do an additional plus two damage. Awesome. What's your normal damage?
1: Uh, my normal damage is step 16.
2: So it'll boost it up to an 18. So it'll be a d12, a d10, and a d8. Awesome. 21.
1: 21
2: damage. Very nice. All right. Your sword bites very deeply into the wood of this thing. And again, there's like the the scream of pain in your head. Stop! No! (laughs) All right. And the guards are making their way around the edge of the ice patch. And so they are not getting into any position to attack anybody at this point. And then we have the trees action. Uh, That is a 17 on its spellcasting test. So in a several yard radius around the tree, the ground starts shaking and heaving violently. And all of you are harried while you're in the area and your movement rate is halved as basically the the roots and, and so forth of the tree are all kind of rippling and shaking kind of under the ground and making the footing very uncertain and unstable.
0: from the omniverse is a crit show studios production this episode edited and produced by brandon wentz with music by jake Perl.